0: Here's the crazy part about job. It's like being in a bad relationship forever. You know you don't like the job. Mm-hmm. You know you don't like none of the people there. You hate your supervisors. They don't even like you. You don't like the pay. You know you underpaid, you overworked, and you stuck. And you steadily going there every single day. I don't understand why. And you know that, that you got to gift this out of you. And if you just if you just willing to take some risk and you willing to bet on yourself and and figure and see what's on the other side of the hill. You may just be all right, but most people, it's like they crazy as hell. They rather live their known hells than than go out to their unknown heavens. Make it make sense, bro. No, that was a bar. <laughs> that was a bar. I don't I don't I don't understand it. Mm. Like, why would you already know what you're living in, you don't like it. That's hell. Hell mm. on earth. Mm-hmm. Why would why would you not take some risks and sacrifices mm. and go out to your unknown heavens? Mm. God got a plan for you, man. I just decided to pursue the plan that he got for me. You feel me? <laughs> that was dope, man. Describe myself in two words rich and unemployed. These stones cost two birds. Let it count it when she bored. Deposit hit, chicks clearing A. So Nam void. I know that ain't my it's calling for null void. Where we going? Money going up. Money count. All right. Money
1: Welcome to the Rich and Unemployed Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Dupontine, a.k.a. Finesse. And before we get started, make sure you guys like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, make sure you guys check out the Patreon for exclusive content. And make sure you guys get some merch, www.richoneemployed.net. And uh, we're finna give you some, some dope, some, some heat on a credit game. And uh, we got, you no. Know, Let's go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. <laughs> Let's go ahead and
0: introduce yourself. Yeah, me. man. You already know, man. Dion Coopwood. You can find me on all social media platforms at Mr. Phenomenal Power. And it's a pleasure to be here, bro. Mm, uh gotta start this off. Uh,
1: are you rich and unemployed? Am I
0: rich and unemployed? Are you? I am rich mm-hmm. and I'm unemployed. I I'm mentally unemployable. You couldn't you couldn't pay me to come work for nobody. <laughs> Can't do it. How long have you been unemployed? This is uh I'm going on eight years, bro. Eight years. Eight years. Two thousand sixteen. Uh huh. Is when I walked away from a job that was paying me one hundred and thirty thousand dollars a year. One hundred and thirty. One thirty. Was, that wasn't enough. It wasn't because I kind of felt like they was giving me the small part of the check, mm-hmm. and they was keeping the fat part of the check. I felt like a, I felt like I was like a in a, in a bad relationship, like a like a fine girl with an ugly pimp. <laughs> they was pimping me out, bro. Mm-hmm. They was pimping me out. And I, and the reason why I felt like I was I was getting a small part of the check because I was a store manager and district manager for Sprint and T Mobile, right? And so every single night I'm watching these nightly deposits. Yeah. I'm watching, I'm, I'm managing these six, seven, eight, nine, ten different stores. And I'm watching these stores deposit 20000 mm-hmm. 50000 80000 every night. And all y'all can give me, a, a, all for the whole year is one thirty. I said, that that's not enough. I got to go. I didn't think they made that much. Oh, yeah. now nah, them, them cell phones. You got to think about it, bro. You got to, each phone is a 1000 to pop it, you know, right now. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So it's like back then we was, they were still roughly maybe 800 Five hundred to eight hundred dollars a phone, you know what I mean. Even though you contract, you're paying it on your bill, mm-hmm. so that's a lot of bread. So you getting commission off that? You just getting commission? Yeah, we was getting commission off that. Got you. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. you quit the job and what? You Get straight into credit? No. So the journey is actually crazy, bro. And this is why I'm actually in credit right now, and I do financial literacy is because when I started my my journey of entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. I left a job, bro. I ain't had no money saved up. I ain't mm-hmm. I ain't had no real plans. Even though I was making great money. I was spending it because I was young and dumb. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was like going to live on Sunday, spending seven, eight, nine racks. Like it was, I was acting a fool. I was, I was in my twenties, bro. I was making the six figures off the, off the one twenty. You going to, <laughs> bro? I was, I was, I ain't really had like every month. I think my bills is probably like three, four grand. Uh huh. So I'm bringing home out of the one thirty. I'm probably bringing home like eight, nine grand a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like I got a five k, six k surplus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm bad designer, everything. I was just, just, just acting a fool. Yeah, so it was like, but. So I didn't really have no money saved up. I didn't really have no plan. I just knew that the job wasn't really fulfilling me anymore. And so when I left, I didn't have no money saved up. I had forty thousand dollars in lines of credit. Mm-hmm. So I used that to, I'm talking about pay everything, bro. I'm talking about yeah. pay my mortgage at the time. I had two card notes at the time. Um, I, I I got three children at the time. I was taking care of, you know, what I'm saying one of my babies. I mean, I was even paying child support with that job. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It just credit for me. I I, I realized how important it was. And it got me through like the first six months of my entrepreneurial journey because I wasn't making no money. Because when I first started in my entrepreneurial journey, I was doing life insurance sale, door knocking, cold calling. Mm -hmm. Like I'm talking about knocking on doors, talking to people about life insurance and retirement planning, Mm -hmm. bro. And so that first six months, I wasn't making no bread. And so I leveraged my credit to pay all my bills to keep me afloat until money started coming in. And Mm -hmm. I started paying the credit card companies back. Mm -hmm. And so that that was the beginning of it all. So
1: did you get into credit
0: as your, at what point did you get into so, credit? So I've always liked numbers mm-hmm. since like back in the days, I've always, like I was in college. I remember when I fell in love with like credit and numbers back in the days when I was in college in like 06, I would be able to take mathematical exams and pass them without what mm-hmm. i And so I started studying just like numbers and finances and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I started in financial literacy <laughs> first three years. Um. I started kind of getting burnt out of just like hustling, hustling, hustling. Mm. And I had already replaced my income. The first 10 months, the first six months, I had made no money. Four months after that, I made six figures. So I had replaced my income. Doing what? Life life insurance.
2: Wow. Okay.
0: Like I was like, I was really a dog. Like I was mm-hmm. really like hustling, bro. And so like the first three years I had replaced my income. I had got up to maybe like about 200, 225. Mm-hmm. Just still doing life insurance. Mm-hmm. I built a team up. You know how they, they recruit you and come, how you mm-hmm. selling insurance. I was making residual income. I was doing all that, but I started getting burnt out. And I connected with my guys out in Cali. He was doing, he, he was running his own solar renewable energy company. So I got into that and I did that for two years, made some Ms doing that. And it just wasn't really M selling solar. Million selling solar. <laughs> because here's the deal. Like I'm gonna I'm be transparent. What people don't realize is that when people go solar, the people that are in position that's actually selling it because we're talking about loans and contractual agreements, mm-hmm. bro. Every house that we was doing, we was making like 30, 40 grand a house. Mm. now it's hard to get people to go because they don't understand solar they don't understand like what it is it how does it work and and you got to go in there. you got to really educate you got to really make the sale happen Mm -hmm. but for me I really didn't get no again I I was kind of like back at the job I didn't get no fulfillment the money was cool Mm -hmm. but I didn't get no fulfillment out of it it wasn't really like it didn't feel like me on the inside Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I said all right cool so while I was doing that I said I need to transition I need to figure something else out so while I was doing that, in order for a client to go solar, they had to have a 650 credit score because it was a no money down program. Mm. So I started doing the credit repair oh. to get people to go solar. Oh. So now I'm making the money, getting them on the front end, charging them to repair their credit mm-hmm. because they got bad credit. So they need that anyway. Then I'm like, then we're going to come back here in a month or two. and We're mm-hmm. going to get you to go solar. Mm. So then as I, as, as I started that, it organically just took off. The credit repair, people mm-hmm. just start coming to me like, I need my credit, I need my credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I, I left the solar loan and I picked up and I, and I got back to what made me feel good, which was financial literacy, financial services. Mm-hmm. And boom, that's how we got to credit.
1: Got you. Okay. At what point do you just leave this alone? though? No,
0: nah, I, nah, I ain't going nowhere. No, no, no. Not, not the credit, the solar business. Um. So for me, I was living in the Midwest at the time because you know I, I'm in Atlanta now. You know what I'm saying? Chicago raised me now. Atlanta's are paying me. But being <laughs> in Chicago... It was rough because we had, it was seasonality when you're talking about solar. So solar more so deals with the sun. Yeah. So it's like, we got a blizzard, we got snow.
2: Yeah.
0: Clients is not understanding <laughs> it. Like, mm. mm. So then we going through, I went through a rough patch where for like three months, no money. Yeah. So it's like, it's good money, but it was slow money. And it was yeah. like, it was good money and lump sums. But then I went through a rush path, rough patch. And then it was like, being in the Midwest, people didn't understand what solar was at all. Mm-hmm. It's heavy on the West Coast, but I was trying to bring it to the Midwest. I had started my own company from the ground up. So I'm bringing something brand new to a to a region, to a to an area where they don't even really understand it. And so for me, trying to deal with all these municipalities, all these laws, you know, cuz you got to get permits to install. It was it was so much, it's so mm-hmm. much gray area that people don't really understand about it. I was like, I can't keep I can't keep doing it. It just mm-hmm. it just wasn't really fitting me. Mm-hmm. And it, and for me, I'm customer service driven. I love the people. I care about the people. And so, it was too many different moving parts. And so, with all these different moving parts, I couldn't really, really provide the best customer service. And so, I was like, I don't like how this make me feel. And I don't like how this make other people feel. I got to get out. It's gotcha. not working for me Yeah.
1: So, now you're Mr. Phenomenal. You already
0: know. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, but that's where the name came from, though. Yeah. Because my solar company, I started... Was phenomenal power, you <laughs> okay. know what I'm saying? So that's where it came from. I got you, and then got you. it stuck. It stuck. I was yeah. like, man, like people's like, nah, you are really phenomenal, bro. You always bringing that power. I was like, hmm. yeah, I ain't gonna change my name. It right. it, 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 it works mm. for sure.
1: Now, what did you what do you specialize in credit? Because okay, you started off with credit repair, but now yeah, you're in like the teaching special Teaching Correct. people, you're putting people on. Yep, yeah, uh, you're putting up in Lambos. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> they ain't nice too man but i appreciate your family i appreciate black on black. you <laughs> um so yeah what do you specialize in all right so most people when they doing credit and you hear credit it don't give people a good feeling bro mm-hmm. it's, it's not it, it, like people feel like it's a it's a dirty game it's you know people getting played people just taking your money not giving you any results yeah and so for me when i got into the credit space i never really got into the space to really like just repair credit right for me, I, I follow the principle of, you know, if I if I, if I I fish for you, I only can feed you for a day. But if mm-hmm. I teach you how to fish, I can feed you for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. So I always love just educating, motivating, and inspiring people. So I'm like, you know what? When I first got in the game, I wanted to just only educate. But I was like, you know what? It'd be hard for me to really educate if I don't do the process. See, I also mm-hmm. follow a concept of... I teach people about the three E's to success and the three E's to become a millionaire. Whereas the first thing is first, when you get into something, you're doing something, you got to get into that thing and you have to gain experience. Yeah. That's the first E. Mm-hmm. The second E is if you've been doing something long enough, you become an expert.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And once people label you an expert at that thing, then now you can educate. Mm-hmm. That's the three E's to success. That makes that can make anybody successful, make anybody a multimillionaire in any business, any industry that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So for me, I say, all right, well, I gotta get experience in this industry from a servicing people perspective mm-hmm. but eventually i know that i'm going to have to if i really want to make money i want to scale up and i really want to impact more than just a few people
2: mm-hmm.
0: i can't continue to provide a service i got to start servicing people so i went from providing the service to servicing people because when i'm servicing when i was doing it cool we, i was making 20 30 40 thousand dollars a month because i could only service so many people yeah, 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 but then i'm like i got to start educating as i started to transition to educate I learned a concept called metro to compliance. Whereas I'm like, okay, so if I'm going to educate, I want to educate people on the best thing possible when it comes mm-hmm. down to understanding credit financial literacy and how to improve and enhance their credit profile so that they can go ahead and get a better credit score, go ahead and establish home ownership, You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Go ahead and get their dream car mm-hmm. and put themselves in a position to go ahead and win in life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So for mm-hmm. me, it's not a it's not a it's not a concept of what everybody else do, which is I'm gonna repair your credit, or if I teach it. I'm going to teach you what everybody else has been teaching, which is either factual dispute or consumer law. People starting to get on that. Nah, I'm bringing a new way. This is Metro 2 compliance.
1: What is Metro 2? I mean, I'm- I Have just, you ever heard I'm, of it? I'm using it. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> I want you to break it down. Okay. I, I just started using Metro 2. Right. Um, Shouts out to you. I appreciate um, you. So I, I'm just getting into the credit space, repairing people's credit. Gotcha, um, yeah. yeah. really trying to help people get funding. For sure. But I'm still learning, right? Yep. I'm still be trying to get, gain the experience. Yep. So explain to me what is Metro 2 exactly? Because they got other methods of fixing credit. Now yeah. you got this Metro 2 that just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Go ahead. Yeah. So let me, I'm going to try to make it as break it down as simple as possible. Metro 2 compliance is a compliance standard that was put in place in 1997 by the CDIA. The CDIA is the Consumer Data Industry Association. The Consumer Data Industry Association consists of the three main bureaus, which is Experian, Equifax, Trans, Mm -hmm. and then a secondary bureau called Mm Innovus. So these four bureaus, these four companies sat down at the round table in 1997, and they said, we need to help protect consumers and put something in place that is going to ensure that the items and information that is being reported on a consumer credit profile don't have the ability to be reported unless it meets compliance standard. Mm-hmm. So there are five points of compliance, which is a lot of information, too much to break down here right now. Mm-hmm. But I give, give you just one of the points of compliance. One of the five points of compliance with Metro 2 states that if, if the bureaus want an account, listen, let's just say your credit profile to stay there and you challenge it, they got to send handwritten carbon copy documentation to anybody that's involved with that account being reported or mm-hmm. that's reporting that account. So let's say the original creditor, anybody that's furnishing any data about it, any, any of the three major credit bureaus, any secondary bureaus, anybody that's involved with that account. Let's say you owe at and $1,000 because you're switching with <laughs> T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's reporting that account or have anything to do with that account, they must send handwritten carbon copy documentation and they got to send a USPS snail mail. They can't send it overnight can't they Mm -hmm. can't fax they can't do none of that they Mm -hmm. have to do carbon copy documentation and send it out to everybody regular mail and Mm -hmm. wait on them to do carbon copy send it back regular mail here's the problem with that the problem with that is that the credit bureaus are in business to make money Mm -hmm. so every account that's being reported they companies are paying them so if AT&T is reporting an account that you get left a balance with them they're paying Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, let's just say $25 every single month to report. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they out of $75 a month to report this information. Mm-hmm. And the credit bills, each one of them getting $25 a month, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to cost me more money and time to write this out, put this document together, carbon copy, mail it to all of these people, wait on the response, respond back, mm-hmm. just to ensure that I can keep reporting this account. It's not, a, it's not worth my time and my money. Mm -hmm. and that's just one point of compliance and it's five Mm -hmm. so if an account is not meeting all five points of metro to compliance it does not have the ability to even be reported bro gotcha anything that don't meet the five points of compliance it jeopardizes the integrity of the information that's even being reported Mm -hmm. so therefore it can't be reported everybody else is doing factual dispute where they say i see an account it's being reported i need you to verify this information Make sure it's accurate, make sure it's complete. Show mm-hmm. me that I have ownership of it. Mm-hmm. Or consumer law, say, I see it here, you violated this law, you violated this law, you violated this law, look at all this on the account. Metro 2 compliance say, hey, let's check it out. We ain't worried about the account that's there. We see it. We tell you that it shouldn't even be there because it don't meet Metro 2 compliance, and delete it. Hmm. Check. You put the compliance standard in place in 1997. Mm-hmm. I'm just using the compliance standard that you put in place against you. Mm-hmm. You, gotta follow the, you gotta follow the rules. And it's too, see, look with Factual Dispute, because they get paid to report, they'll just send you a letter back and say, "Oh yeah, we verified it. It's cool." Mm-hmm. Consumer you. law. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we verified it. You own that. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Metro to compliance. They can't. They can't. They can't treat you that way. The only thing that they could do is they'll try to send you a stall letter. Yeah. They'll say, "Hey, uh, we just want to verify. It. Is is this really you that's mm. trying to this you sending mm-hmm. these letters?" And you send a letter back saying, "Yeah, that's me." You send another round of letters. It's gonna get deleted. That's why with Metro Two Compliance, it don't matter the account type. People like, "Oh, it's hard to get a bankruptcy off. It's hard to get inquiries off. It's hard to get a student loan." It's not. You're just not using the right tool. You need Metro Two Compliance. That's it. How
1: long Metro Two been around? Because this is like you are the first person. Damn, they're the only person. Yep. Uh, facts. <laughs> facts. That uh, that started talking about this, and yeah. this is why I actually joined with you because you you was preaching this Metro Two stuff, and yeah, I was I was hearing about the results, like yo, this shit worked, yeah, and like how long this stuff been? around? Oh, how not how long it been around? Because it's been around
0: for a while. But, it's been around since 1997. But okay, how are you the first person that started <laughs> to preach this? Um, to to be honest with you, bro, I don't even know. How, I don't even have an answer to that. Uh-huh. I just feel like. A lot of it is just probably due to people just being ignorant and scared to be like the first person to really put their neck out there. Because I got introduced to Metro 2 about, I would say, it's been about a couple years now. Mm-hmm. And when I first fell upon it, I realized that the person that I was dealing with, he was really like the originator. Mm. So we talk about somebody who is, who, who is a, his, yeah. he's a licensed attorney. We're talking about somebody who went to all these different law schools. Like mm-hmm. We're talking about somebody who has studied everything from a credit compliance standard. He, was, he started with fact dispute, doing all of this mm-hmm. stuff. And then he realized that Metro 2 was, was powerful as it was. Mm-hmm. And he started to educate. And then what happened was, when I started, before I even like became the person I am today to be able to understand Metro 2 the way I understand it and be mm-hmm. able to educate people and get them the knowledge, I was utilizing his software at the time before I even had my own version of the mm-hmm. software. And before I created my own software and so I was using it and then I did a podcast like one of the podcasts you saw me on mm-hmm. my guy Marvin and I was talking about Metro 2. I was talking about him. I was talking about his software. So he saw that episode and then uh, he waited like he, he he told me this story. He said I waited like three or four months. I just wanted to watch you. I wanted to see what kind of heart you had. Mm-hmm. He said I want to see if you was really for the people. He said because I had never had never watched somebody interview. And say my name or like speak about me. He's like you. You spoke very highly of me, and very well. He said. N-. So he reached out to me via DM one day and he was like, "Hey, I want to get with you." He was like, uh, "I believe you are a man of God." He's, I believe you are somebody that could be trusted. He was like, and uh, I see you are, you know, endowed with Metro 2. He said, and I just want to, you know, what I'm saying, help coach you and give you some more information and make sure that you are prepared the way you need to be prepared if you're going to continue to do podcasts and educate the world on Metro too. You. He said. He said, you're the one. <laughs> and I was like what you mean he was he was just like he was like God sent he was like God sent you to me he's like I was I've been watching you mm-hmm. he was like you got a heart to go you're really for the people he was like and I think that um you could do some great stuff mm-hmm. he said I want to partner with you He's like, I want to whatever you need whatever I have I can add value I'm like he's like that's cool and here's the crazy part bro like this is an older Caucasian gentleman man like approaching 60 and just he just was like yo like I want to help you bro blessed you he blessed me, bro. And so he mm. he took me underneath his wing and he just like, he educated me. He gave me way more education about Metro 2 and understanding like, that I could even imagine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's where I get all of the knowledge and understanding and experience. And then he even put me in position. He was just like, he was like, if you can do one thing, when it comes to this Metro 2 and educating people, he's like, cause I see you like educate people. Like you're not even, you're not even running like, he, cause at, at one point in time, I was running my own credit repair company. And he was like, you're not even running your credit repair company no more. It seemed like you're really focused on educating the people. He's like, how can I, what can we do to like accelerate that? I said, well, look, I said, I see you got the software. You got the patent. You got all of this stuff. You good. I said, if you really want to like gift me and take, like help me take this to the next level, I said, show me how to create my own version of that software. (laughs) I said, give me the knowledge and understanding. (laughs) He said, all right, no, it's not a problem. We're going to meet tomorrow. We had like a three hour session. He gave me all the game. Met with the developers. my own software together and i'm talking about bro it's been a blessing like we talking about like i got people crying like single parent moms i mean they they using this software not only are they helping themselves but we talk Mm -hmm. about people helping themselves and then they also taking this software and they're running their own credit repair organizations Mm -hmm. and getting crazy results for their clients and we got people doing their first six-figure year bro this is amazing
1: man well i can say this too man uh when i see you online you know, like I think before your episode drops, it's, it's been multiple guys that came over and, and preached about credit. Yeah. You were the only person that stood out to me, I don't know why, um, that I, I really wanted to pay to gain some knowledge. I appreciate you, bro. Um, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the name, I don't know if it was the Lambo, but you, you spoke about credit with so
0: much passion. Bro, that's what it is. And I was like, yeah, I think I need to get- the Here's the truth, him. bro. This is what people don't realize. And this is how you could tell good from the bad, or like the, the real from the fake, bro. Out the mouth, the heart speak, bro. Mm-hmm. This ain't you. It, it wasn't the Lamborghini. It wasn't the name. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that, like you said, when I spoke, I spoke with passion. I spoke mm-hmm. with enthusiasm. I spoke with mm-hmm. sympathy and empathy. I spoke from a, from a from a from a position of understanding and really saying, hey, I want to take a person from here to here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and when I teach, and when I pour, people see that. Mm -hmm. like it's not a mistake that when people come into my program they leave a different person it's not a mistake that that when people get on just a webinar with me people will be crying like i had a young lady the other day she was like i'm on here she's like i've never stayed on a webinar this long i never stayed on a call this long it's been two hours she said i'm glad i stayed she said i'm I'm literally over here in tears it's this this stuff is not it's not a it's not a mistake Mm -hmm. this is not a coincidence this is confirmation bro like you didn't you didn't pick me just because of a lamborghini or, or, Mm -hmm. or 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 name no you was like he that guy, he got it, man. And mm. I appreciate you for that because you you just went with your natural instinct. Mm. That's what it was, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what it was. <laughs> and you said, and, and not only that, you said, I want to pay him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like who does that? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Now now here's the crazy part. That's not for me, I'm like, bro, I appreciate what God is doing for me in my life. But for me, to hear you say that, that's not the first time I heard that. Mm. Like I got a, I got a um another person that I consider, you know, a friend. She we she considered me her friend to her because we were friends before I mentored her because she, like we were, we met, we met in uh, we met in this mastermind group and we just got cool. Mm-hmm. You know, me, her, her boyfriend, we all got cool. And then like she just like took a liking to me and was like always hit me like, hey, and then she started calling me her brother and stuff, and we started hanging out. I started giving a free game, mm-hmm. right? Giving a free game, and then she started, like she went from like 2K a month to 5K a month to 10K a month. To 25k a month, to 25k a day. Then she called me. What did she say? She said, "Bro, she said I just made like 26k. She said I need you to come. I need you to come. Like we was in Dubai at the time. I need you to come to my hotel room right now. I need you to verify this. (laughs) So I pulled him like, yeah. I'm like, what's going on? Like I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, you really did just run up a bag. And then like that following month, she called me. She said, "Hey, listen. She said, I just. She said, I feel like I just need to pay you." She said, you've given me so much information. You spent, you've talked to me. You've you've helped me out a lot. She said, you have really changed the game for me. She was like, I feel like it's time that I just, like, really pour into you and give back. Yeah. She said, but it's not just me. I got my friend to my best friend. I want her to come pay you. So now two people come to pay me, and, I mean, I've been, and i just been coaching them, and now they, they one of them just finished, Chris, she finished a month, 50, 50K, <clears throat> her friend finished a month, 65K last month. Are they doing credit repair, or are they putting people, like, no, bro, they doing, bro, it don't matter what you do, bro. I can yeah. coach, I can coach, nigga, I can coach you from hell and, I can, man, listen, I can take you from ordinary to extraordinary, bro. Uh, explain
1: the Metro 2 is, because um, Metro 2, basically, you have your own system. Yep. Um, I, I, I'd rather let you explain it, um, because people can use the system to Start their own business yep. or fix their own credit. Correct. Yep. Go ahead. Explain this,
0: Yeah. So I mean here at the end of the day, like what I'm gonna tell you guys about is it's an opportunity for everybody to go from paying somebody thousands of dollars um to repair your credit to you being able to do it for a few hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And then not only are you able to do it for a few hundred dollars. But you get knowledge and understanding so that way if you ever in that financial jam ever again and you just make a mistake with your credit, Mm -hmm. you could just go back and just help yourself again. Mm -hmm. But then more importantly, you could take that knowledge and information and that skill set that you now have and knowledge that you have and help other people and charge them and make some money. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the deal is, is I created a software. Um, I mean, there's nothing like it. It's called Phenom. And with this software, man... It don't, it don't matter what's on your credit profile. It don't matter what's reported. I don't care if it's child support, bankruptcy. I mean, we've, we've deleted everything from first round, second round, third round. I mean, all you gotta do with one click of a button, you upload your credit profile. Make sure all of your information is accurate and complete. Check, Double check it, just make sure it's on point. And then you upload your credit profile into this software. And with one click of a button, this software generates every single letter for you. And whatever account is listed there that's negative, it will attack and put all of the correct Metro 2 compliant coding. And it also, here's the cool part about the software, we also leverage, we also leverage facture disputing in the software and we also leverage consumer law as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a three-punch combo in the software and the software has artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. So now we got AI in it. Every two to three minutes, the software is updating itself because it has DLR and DLA information. So we got data results, matrix technology inside of the software. So... What that means is that every two to three minutes, it's automatically updating itself. It's got artificial intelligence, and based upon the success and the results that we're seeing from the credit bureaus, the software is updating itself mm-hmm. and putting that information into all of the letters. Mm-hmm. So when you, so so you might look at a letter that you printed an hour ago, mm-hmm. and you might look at a letter that you printed ten minutes ago, and they may look the same, mm-hmm. but I guarantee you, there's a couple words that's different in those letters. Mm-hmm. You, you you it may look the same to the naked eye, but those letters that somewhere in there if you look at them closely, something is going to be different it's, it may be one maybe bold, maybe italicized it may be it may be saying and instead of it mm-hmm. you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying maybe say this instead of that like it, it's going to have some different type of information in there because we have we're tracking on the back end we're tracking the success record out of all of these letters because we send it we send it a couple hundred thousand letters a month on some. Also, my partner running his business, because he's still running his business. I don't run my business. All I do is educate, but he's still running his business. So we're tracking all of the success and making sure that the system is updating itself and is doing what it's supposed to do. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But it's a game changer. bro. I mean, we're talking about about whether you're an individual, just want to repay your credit, whether you're somebody who want to start a credit repair organization, or whether you're somebody that's already running a credit repair organization, and you said, I want to get better results, I want to spend less time in my business, and I want to make more money, it's for you.
1: Now, okay, for someone like me that's that's about to get into this credit space
0: yep. and want to cr- repair credit, where do I start? Do I sign up? Yep. All you got to do is just go to the website. You can go to www.m2phenom.com. You click the register button. You create you an account. After you create you an account, all you got to do is take all your clients' information. There's a, there's a link inside of it that, that you can send all your clients where they can click on their onboard themselves. Mm-hmm. They can upload their ID, their social security card, all their proof of residency, put in all their basic information in there, and then they'll show up in your, in your system, mm-hmm. in, your, in your your dashboard, boom. Then all you got to do is is make sure that you got their credit monitoring and surface login. So even on the software, there's a button where they could click. They could click that button to get a copy of their credit report. They're going to mm-hmm. pay for that. It's like $25, $30. Mm-hmm. They're going to pay for that. And then all they're going to do is just literally make sure that their credit profile is uploaded in the software. All you got to do is just go in there and say, okay, I see John has uploaded his stuff. Alrighty, good. You're going to go to the work area. You're going to pick on round one, attack one, round one, and you're going to hit generate letters. That's it. It happens like it's like five, five to eight minutes. You can handle one client. You can be done. Mm. You can print out the letters yourself. You can, you can print yourself. You can mail yourself if you want to do all that, if you don't mind doing that, because that's the hardest part of it all.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just really stuffing envelopes. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to do that inside of the software, we got seven different people in there. That they're, they're designated and designed, and, design. it's, and it's a, these are third-party companies, but they're inside of the software. You can pick one of those individuals, and they'll mail and print for you. Mm-hmm. And you just pay them. So the same price that you would have paid mm-hmm. to have a printer to mail, fax, do all of that, you'll mm-hmm. pay them to do the same thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they'll handle it for you. And you could just sit back and Now, what this does is because most people who are doing credit repair, bro, they sit there for hours on one client. They go get the cup of the credit report. They they analyze the credit report. They're going to see where all of the wrong stuff is. They're going to copy it. They're going to paste it on a the document. They're going to highlight all of the bogus stuff. They're going to print it. It's too much, bro. You you mm-hmm. st- you spending two, three hours on one client. Mm-hmm. You wasting your whole day. Mm-hmm. I'm giving people their time back. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting you in a position to make more money because most people who do credit repair, they can't even guarantee results. That's why that's why most people think that it's a it's a bogus industry. Mm-hmm. But here's the crazy part. We got 8 billion people on the planet. One third of America has bad credit. So that means that one out of every three people got bad credit. So it's like, this is not an oversaturated market. It ain't even possible for us to become right. oversaturated. Right. Like It ain't even possible, bro. <clears throat> it ain't enough people out here trying to help people understand financial literacy and repair their credit. It's not even enough. So if you want to get in the game, this is your opportunity to get in the game. It makes mm-hmm. them crazy because this is this is an opportunity for any and everybody. But the problem with the industry for years is that it's been frowned upon because... People are taking people money, they're not getting the results.
1: And Metro 2 is getting results.
0: Metro 2 is getting results. Mm-hmm. Man, listen, hold on. You, I ain't gonna come on here and you ain't gonna just like, let me hold on. Look, let, me, <laughs> let me show you some results. See, most people can't even they can't even pull up receipts, bro. Look, I'm gonna let me show you something from today.
1: Now i haven't seen testimonials. Um and look just,
0: at this shit. People from people I don't know, like, I don't know if you can show that to the screen or not. I don't know, but you can um, read it, you can tell them what it say.
1: I was starting to worry. Bankruptcy removed in less than 30 days, two collections removed, Melt. Letters May Fourth, and oh, this was today. So wait, <laughs>
0: this was today. <laughs> they, letter, they 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 mail their letters on May Fourth. What's today? Oh wow, May nineteenth.
1: Wow. How
0: what's, how many points did this go, go up?
1: Uh, it went from this is they go from five eighty six <laughs> to six
0: twenty eight. Come on, bro. Bankruptcy and two collections removed. Damn. So they, but but look, this is how spoiled my people are. They said I was starting to get worried. You sent out your letters on Screen the fourth.
1: Screenshot, screenshot, send that to me. me I'm posting on it. I got you,
0: <laughs> bro. They said, they said they mailed their letters off on the fourth. They were starting to get worried. It's only the 19th. It's only been two weeks. That's crazy. You got to give. You got legally, the credit bureaus got 30 days to even process a response. Yes, yes. This how shook we got them, bro. Mm-hmm.
1: That's crazy.
0: We got them shook. That's hold crazy. on, wait. You, that that was just one. Don't worry <laughs> about that. I got you. Hold on, hold on. That's Watch crazy. this. Later. See, because I like, I like, I like receipts, bro. This is. I'm, I'm logging into my real Facebook account right here. This group got 3,200 members in it. I'm gonna go in this group and I'm gonna, I'm gonna search bankruptcy. I could. I could post a deleted bankruptcy for a month straight, bro. Look at this. Another one, bro. This
1: is. This is real. This is real receipts. Between the March 28th, March 24th, a bankruptcy record was removed from your credit report.
0: Bro, ain't nobody came on here showing you receipts though. Like, they, they, it's not possible, bro. People say they know how to, they'll give you all of these tactics. They'll say all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Bro, I got receipts. This is this is documented. Mm-hmm. This is documented. And and look, and when they go into the software, here's the cool part. The receipts that I'm showing everybody, and when they go into the software, there's a tab called Learning Center. You can click on the Learning Center yeah, tab. Yeah, yeah. And you can watch all of the videos to learn how to use the software. And then there's a button that said, join Facebook group. That's the group that I'm in. I'm showing the receipts. Mm-hmm. Real yeah. people, real time. I've real been results.
1: In both. I've been in both. You feel what I'm saying? yeah. yeah. Okay, so how much does this cost for a person if they wanted to start a credit repair business, how much would this the system cost them?
0: It depends on where they are in regards to how many clients they got, but you got I have a rate plan starting at one forty seven. You can service up to four people a month with one forty seven or you can go all the way and that's that's the entry level package, or you can go all the way up to the diamond package for three ninety seven, you can service thirty people a month. That's what I bought. I ain't signed one person <laughs> up yet. <laughs> no, but bro, but you got to start with the end in, end in sight. Yeah, yeah. So if you start, if you, if you go big, you're going to end up big. You're going to be like, I, I need more than 30 GAs, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, you could do 30 people a month for, so think, think about this, bro. Like, let's, let's think about this. Let me do, let's do some simple math for you real quick while we on the show. Look, check this out. So if you get the package for $400 a month and you service, let's say you, you onboard 30 clients a month, right? Well, let's just say, let's, let's keep it super simple. Let's say you onboard 30 clients. And just to ensure that you get started and you get comfortable, let's say you only deal with them clients for the first three months. You don't take nobody else. Mm-hmm. So you take thirty clients. How much you want to charge them? Let's just do some math. How much would you charge? Uh, how much you charge? I don't do it no more. So I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I would
1: say I would say like one seventy
0: nine. One seventy nine per client. Yeah. All right. So thirty clients times. Let's just let's round it up to two hundred. Uh-huh. So we made six racks. Mm-hmm. So we made six thousand dollars. So now, if we take them three rounds, you gonna pay, you gonna pay, you pay three nights at four eight dollars. So six thousand minus twelve hundred dollars. So you still got forty eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's free money. Mm-hmm. And the system is the system is gonna do all of the work for you. You ain't got to do nothing. So you you may not even have to take them three rounds. You may get results. You see, old girl, she said and. Two weeks you may only have to take them one round. you may take them two rounds. I'm just saying three, mm-hmm. hell, you might go four. I don't know, but at the end of the day, that profit that profit margin is still crazy. that's true. You. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like most of my mentees, if they do 30 people, minimum minimum, they charge you 500. so that's 15,000, minus 1,200. They, they left for 13,800. You do that even if you just do 30 clients a month times 12 that's 165k for the year this is why people are getting because they con- using the software knowing that you're going to get results it makes you confident mm-hmm. i could go out there and pass out my cards or or call somebody or po- put a post on my page to attract people because i'm confident because i know i'm gonna get results most people doing credit repair that's doing factual disputing man they laying low they ain't they not really sure they'll mm-hmm. take somebody then they'll wait to they get some the results to mm-hmm. try to Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's yeah. like you, you scared, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but now nah, with Metro 2 is, it's a different ball game. It gives you that confidence because you know that you're going to get results. It's different. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, if
1: you want to make some money, I watch this podcast. This is an easy <laughs> way to start making some money, a credit yeah. repair business. And, um, giving you the confidence. Like this is, I ain't gonna say a hundred percent because nothing's is hundred percent, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's up there. You feel mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My next question is, all right, <clears throat> I want to get a Lamborghini. Talk to me. Man. How, yourself. how can I get a Lamborghini?
0: bro um step 1 <laughs> step 10 you know what man um it's if that's something that you really want like you just got to just kind of just like talk about it and you got to be about it for mm-hmm. me it was crazy um and I ain't trying to say this to impress nobody but for me I I really didn't last year when I got it I really didn't have it on my list of things to do at that time mm-hmm. I really did because, like, a couple years before that, I had just bought what I would consider at that time was my dream car before I got my Lamborghini, which was an i8. So I just got an i8. So I'm like, this, this is my baby. Like, I love this I car. Eight. Like, yeah, I'm like, damn, this, this, this is my thing. Yeah. And then what ended up happening was is I looked at how much money I had made last year and I was like, hmm, this, I'm looking at, I'm like, this is December 1st. I'm like, dang. I got some change left over. Some change. So, I had to, so I had to call my boy <laughs> Carter, you know CPA. He was like, bro, you got to get, you got to spend some money mm-hmm. or you're going to have to pay it to the IRS. So I was like, nah, I ain't giving it to them. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that was just a gift that I had ended up gifting myself before the year ended. Um, so it really, to be honest, I'm just being transparent. I'm, I can't sit up here and say like, yeah, I, I, it wasn't necessarily my dream car. Mm-hmm. Um, I-8 was my dream car. Uh, but I always love Lamborghinis, and I'm just being—I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. I didn't have it on my list of things to do because at that time I didn't even realize because I had worked so hard last year and I was putting in so much work. I just had my head down the whole time. Gotcha. I didn't even realize how much money I had made, bro. Mm-hmm. Like at, at the time, last year was my highest income earning year. Last year at the time,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like I, I didn't even really—I didn't realize I had made that money. I had had so much because I just was—I was just putting in the work, bro. Like because I don't think I know is. If you put in the work, it will work.
1: <clears throat> it will work.
0: It will, like the only thing I know that works is work, mm-hmm. and most people forget to actually work. Like that's it. And here, here's what I'll tell you: If you want a Lamborghini, this is for you or anybody. If anybody want a Lamborghini, this is the real truth. You got to stop service. You just got to stop servicing people and stop serving people. Like when people service people, you're providing a product or a service that. If you're not around, like if you're not around, you can't make money. So most of the time people providing a service or a product that they have to be around to either Mm -hmm. to like sell or offer or do the work and they have to make money. So you said, I want to get into I want to get into the credit space. Right. You need to put a time date on which you're going to stop servicing people and start serving people, Mm -hmm. which means that you have to go from doing the work for them to showing them how to put in the work. Gotcha. And how to do it for themselves. God bless people because he said, you got to be fruitful and multiply. Mm-hmm. I'm getting blessed the way I am because I'm taking what made me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I'm showing other people how to make a lot of money too. Mm-hmm. So I stopped providing the service and I started servicing people. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So then that brought me, that brought me more money because the more I, I can service more people than I can actually provide a service. So when I was doing credit repair, even when you use Metro too, it's like, yeah, you can, you can scale crazy, but I still have to. Report back, tell you what happened, mm-hmm. do this, do that. And I'm and I'm and I'm just fishing for you. But now nah, I'm gonna feed you. Hey, look, here's the software. This is how you use it. Mm-hmm. Go there, go crazy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: go make you some money. Mm-hmm. So now people pay me to educate them on the process on how to actually do it right. This is why I have my mentorship program and I do all that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just educating you on how to actually do it and how to go get the results. Mm-hmm. Like people, like I got a young lady in my program named Levetta. She said, when I found you in December, I didn't even have the money to afford your program. I bought it from my sister. She said, I was running my company. I was doing factory dispute and I was making $500 a month. She said, I got in your program in December. She said, January and February, she said, I, I made five and 6K off of the information you gave me. She said, and in March, I had my first five figure month. She finished at 15K. Hmm. So God just blessing me for blessing the people. Mm-hmm. See, see, this is the problem with most people. Most people got a poverty mindset, they will figure out the keys to something. Yeah. And how to go run up a bag and make money, they'll be satisfied with it. And they ain't going to tell nobody else because they feel like everybody else is going to be their competition. Right, right. See, like me, when I was doing credit repair, like even before I was doing Metro 2, I was making quarter million, 300,000. When I found Metro 2, I easily was like tipping into 500K with, with half the work, bro. Like mm-hmm. less than half the work because I had a VA who was doing all of the work for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like... This is decent, but nah, it's a bigger bag. Why not just show people how to do it? Mm-hmm. I was like, why don't why don't I why don't I just create a course curriculum, mm-hmm. and I package up my information and my knowledge that I get. And I, why don't I create an ebook? Why don't I create a continuity program? Why don't I create a course? Why don't I create a mentorship program and I just actually teach the people the game that made me have mm-hmm. six figures and mm-hmm. teach people how to make six figures. So mm-hmm. so if. So if so, if, see, here's the, here's the thing that most entrepreneurs don't understand. People ain't buying what you're selling. They banned what you say. So, if I, if I say, hey, credit repair, credit repair, credit repair, ah, you get it. you'll get you get a few people. Mm-hmm. Just, all right, cool. Hey, if you want to know how to get a 700 credit score and 100K credit and make 100K in the next 100 days, be on this workshop. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 hold, wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, he's saying, he's going to show me how to get good credit. How to go to the bank and leverage my credit and how to make some money mm-hmm. I'm, with, I'm with him Facts. they bind into me and what I'm selling and with what I'm saying not what I'm selling mm-hmm. it's not about what I'm selling it's about what I said to you that got you in the door most people can't get people in the door because they too busy selling outside you right. they ain't coming in the house bro mm-hmm. you outside with a sand on they say hey look mm-hmm. they <laughs> like you look you look just like the people oh, we'll work for food homie. Yeah. no bro Mm-hmm. No, bro. It's, it's kind of like being on the expressway. I, I remember my boy Marcus, he, uh, Marcus Rosier, shout out to my brother. He, he gave me this example and it stuck with me. I was like, dang, that do make sense. He was like, can you imagine driving on the expressway? He said, and you see a sign that say, food, next exit. We all see that sign, right? Mm-hmm. And, you, and you know you might be hungry and you know you might have to use the restroom, but you're like, dang, I got about an hour and a half drive. I can make it. Yeah. Forget it. I don't want no fast food. But if it, instead of the sign saying food next exit, if it said barbecue, Asian, mm-hmm. Chinese, mm-hmm. you might be like, I'm right there. I want some of that. I got options. <laughs> I got I options. Like, I like what that sign said. Mm-hmm. This is what people missing. People are saying food next exit, but I'm over here saying vegan, Chinese, mm-hmm. Korean food. I'm saying I don't care what race, color, creed. I'm going to show you how to... Improve your credit score. I'm gonna show you how to leverage your credit, go to the banks, and get a bag, and I'm gonna show you how to make some money. And when people and when people get on my calls and when they decide to join my program, they know that what I just what I just showed them and what I'm gonna teach them, they know for a fact that they in they in for a, it's, it's gonna be a game changer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The, inform, the information is there. Most people to go from where you currently are to where you wanna go is is just information, is that gap. See me when I when I was coming up in the game, I had to realize that. What got me to six figures wasn't going to get me to seven. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And now I'm looking at it. And now that I got my head up and I'm looking, I'm able to really like see the field the way I need to see it. On my way to eight figures, I'm like, all right, I I see how the game is being played. I just need more information. I just need more offers. A lot of people that's watching this podcast is going to resonate with them when they watch this episode because they're going to say he's right. I don't have the information to get me to even get me started. And then if you feel like you stuck, you running a biz, you at five figures, or you stuck at six figures, you can't get to seven figures because you lacking information. You damn sure ain't gonna get to seven figures if you don't have if if you don't have no services to serve the people. You need services. You need to be able to make money in your sleep. You need to be able to make money twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. This is why most people who work in a job they say jobs stand for just over broke because you get only getting paid fifty two times a year most jobs. Mm-hmm. Bro, I get I get paid every minute, bro. Every day. I don't <laughs> even know how much I'd have made sitting here with you. Like, I, I don't know. But the reality is that everybody needs to change their mindset yeah. understanding of how money works. Mm-hmm. But then another problem with people is that they see somebody like me or a successful entrepreneur or anybody, they say, well, well, if he's making money that fast in a short period of time, he either got to be dealing drugs or doing something illegal. Mm-hmm. No. Nah, you. Just because you see a successful African American mayor, that don't mean that they doing something bad. Everybody ain't that ain't everybody. It, and it's like when I when people really hear the kind of money that I make every month, it's like they be like, "Man, he lying, he capping, he." Yeah. Bro, yeah. this ain't. Yeah. So why why is it that other people can make this kind of money, but it's not okay for me? Mm. I believe in myself. Like I believe that I can actually execute and I can go do it. So again, bro, like how much money are you making a month? You that's that's you that's that's where we are going with it. <laughs> I don't know shit. The people want to know it. <laughs> like I so 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 last month we did a we did a little over five five hundred k. Um, this month we finished at about seven hundred k. And but but here's the deal, bro. For me, realistically, because I know the direction I'm going, I know where I'm headed. That's 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 just what's right now. Yeah. Like I told my team, I told my company, I'm like, yo, we're we're going to eight figures. We have to. We have to continue to operate in a like at the manner that we have, but we have to turn up, yeah, we're a seven-figure company. We but if we're gonna go to eight figures, what got us to what got us to seven ain't gonna get us to eight. Yeah. So now my COO, she's she's hiring like at the start of next month, we got seven new people coming on the team hmm. for sales roles, customer service role, like client acquisition. Like, like, bro, we dialed in. I'm dialed in, bro. Hmm. And, and, and another portion of the piece of that is, Again, this is what people got to realize. If you want to go from six or seven figures or you want to go from a Toyota or a Honda Civic to to Lamborghini, if that's your desire, you have to create offers. You have to give people the opportunity to get educated. Mm -hmm. Like most people just providing a service. Like even that young lady that's watching this, is she a beautician. Baby girl. Doing hair ain't the only means and way for you to make money. You know how they say, well, a millionaire mm-hmm. got seven strings of income. Mm-hmm. That don't mean that you got to go and do six other things. You ain't yeah. got to try to do hair and be a truck driver and run a restaurant. That ain't, that ain't what that mean. That means you already do hair and you already providing a service. Find six other ways to make some money in right. that industry to make money. Mm-hmm. So guess what you do? Great product. I'm, yeah, I'm going I'm to get a game. Mm-hmm. This you do. You say, all right, cool. For the young ladies that's beat your lineup, they say, hey, I aspire to be like you. I want to get to the level that you at. All right, cool. You create what's called a continuity offer. I'm gonna get into four pillars of entrepreneurs and sex right here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is real game. You create a continuity offer. That's the, that's one of the four pillars. A of continuity offer. That means that you put you give people the ability to get a little bit of information from you every so often, consistently, and every single month they pay you a monthly fee. Let me give you an example of that. Netflix. They got a couple hundred million subscribers. Mm-hmm. We all pay like twenty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. That's a bad. a month. Most people don't even think that you can get rich off $20 a month. You can get hella rich. (laughs) I know a young lady who got Mm -hmm. a continuity office. She got a Facebook group, and she got 40,000 people in that Facebook group paying her $15 a month. Do the math. Mm I think that's like a half a million dollars a month off of a Facebook group. So you can create a Facebook group and say, hey, listen, young ladies, I'll give y'all some game. Because all the young ladies who want to get started in the industry and be like you, you're going to just drop game in that Facebook group. You're just going to just slightly coach them $20 a month. You look up a year that went by, you got a thousand people in that paying you $20 a month. How much is that a month? It's a lot. Bread. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a continuity offer. That's the first one. The second one, you got to create a digital product, an ebook.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Take the information that you know on how to become a successful hairstylist. If you're in the game, you're in the industry, you're making six figures, put that down in a book and give it away to people for a set price. hmm the game is to be sold, the game ain't to be told. Mm-hmm. See, when your friend pick up and say, girl, I wanna do hair, can you, can you talk to me and tell me how to get started? No, friend. You're gonna pay for this $20 continuity offer. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get in that Facebook group. You're gonna, you're gonna pay for this ebook. this ebook $37. She, friend, invest $57 in yourself so you can go ahead and get started and I'm gonna give you some game. Now you're gonna put all of the information from how you get started to how you obtain clientele and actually do hair and provide that service Thirty-seven dollars a month in the ebook. That's the second one. Now you got the third one. You create a course. What you do is you set up in your and you inside of your little studio that you at you doing here. Why don't you record yourself a full day, a full day? Mm-hmm. So you're probably going to do like three or four girls hair that day. So now you record that. That might be let's just say eight hours of content. You take eight hours of content. You go onlinejobs.ph and you have somebody help break and chop up to edit up the videos. You, get, you, get, you go on Fiverr, have somebody take that stuff, make it look cute, make it look pretty. You upload those videos and let's just say SamCart, Kajabi, whatever, whatever platform you want. Now you've got a course. Mm-hmm. And you said, hey, in module number one, I'm going to show you how to do, I don't know what the hairstyles is, bro, but hairstyle number one. Yeah. Hairstyle number two in module two. Hairstyle number three. Hairstyle number four. Then module five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you give a game on, again, how to acquire clients, mm-hmm. how to market yourself on social media. How, how you set up your calendar? How do you book people? How do you successfully take payments? How you set up your merchant account? You give away all of the game, bro, inside of your course. They said the course is a thousand.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, cool. Or well, maybe even we'll, we'll bring it down. Start off at 500. Mm-hmm. Easy money, right? Then the last thing you do is you, you create a mentorship program. So now because doing hair is a, is an in-service type of theme, you say, Hey, listen, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a hair one-on-one class, uh, the first Saturday of the month. And I'm only going to take the first 10 people that want to pay and this class is a thousand dollars. You do one class a month, 10 girls at a thousand, that's 10,000. Let's just say you sell, let's just say you sell 10 courses a month, $500 a course, that's 5,000. You have 15,000 for the month. Let's just say, let's just say every month, let's say we got a, let's say we got a $37 ebook. We sell, let's say a hundred of them a month. That's 3,700 a month. So now we at 18, that's 18, 7 in a the month. Then you got, let's say you just got your thousand people times $20, that's another 20,000. Hey bro. You made 40. Hey, bro, <clears throat> we had a half a ticket a year because mm-hmm. you're, now, you're now servicing people. You're giving people information that they never had to go create and duplicate the success you had. But again, remember, people got a poverty mindset. They don't want to put nobody else on. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a hairstylist. I'm the, ba- I'm the baddest bitch in the land. Mm-hmm. Can't nobody do hell like me. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You need to tell people how. People will pay you to learn how to do hell like you, but you are too blind to see it. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm going to bring them back to the word. God said be fruitful and multiply. They, hmm. it's all biblical bro mm-hmm. they miss they missing it it's, mm-hmm. it's all right there bro that's how you get it. so mm-hmm. for that female that want that pink lambo that's the game mm-hmm. for, my, for my brother right here that want that that black on black lamb like me that's black the game bro
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: as you get into the game <laughs> yeah. cool learn it but like put a six month stamp on it and say I right, bet now that I've now that I've got the experience and now I'm, I'm really expert when it comes to this Metro 2 game I'm going to start educating people on it I'm going to start giving the game away that's
1: it man that was major game yeah, bro. And that's I know it. this stuff, too. Like, I know this stuff. <laughs> like, I know it. Like, there's a bunch of people that sat right here and and basically broke it down like that. Like, they got these same systems in place. Yep. And how they basically monetize their, their skill set. That's it, you bro. You know what I'm
0: saying? Like, them two young ladies I was talking about, they nurses. They're yeah. not. They don't do regular. You think about two nurses coming to me saying, help us monetize our brand. All right, that's not a problem. That's easy. It don't matter what you do. You can help monetize people's brand. Yeah. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. It's... It applies to everything that people are doing. People just have to get out of their own way because here's the problem with most people. Again, people don't realize the enemy is the enemy. Mm-hmm. People in their own way. Enemy. The enemy is the enemy, bro. Like you, you blaming it on your mama. You blame, no, mm-hmm. it's you. Mm-hmm. You, they can't, can't nobody control who you are, what you do, where you go and how you, how you spend your time. Like I was at the barbershop the other day. Everybody didn't want to talk about girls. You know what I'm in there? I'm in there in the chair like, just cut my head so I can get the fuck out of here. This, I don't, <laughs> yeah. this ain't this ain't me. I don't yeah. wanna talk about the girls y'all just was, I don't, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, bro, I, them, them the kind of <laughs> conversations that I don't care to indulge in, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like I ain't like, I'm not a freaky bum. I ain't running around here chasing women that ain't got no money. That's ridiculous. You need to focus on your bag, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like bro, like bro, get your money together first, mm-hmm. then do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. I don't. For the life of me, I don't understand how a guy has financial problems and women problems. Mm -hmm. He don't realize that he got women problems because he got financial problems. Mm -hmm. A man with a lot of money don't have women problems.
1: I ain't got problems.
0: (laughs) I ain't got problems. You hear me? Like I, I ain't got problems. Now I'm Uh, married. Yeah. But my wife don't get. She. She. We cool. Yeah. Bro, our problems is stuff like. Do we fly out the country this week to go have lunch? Right. We got different kind of problem. Mm-hmm. We don't have mm-hmm. like money or info, infidel- Like we don't have, di- bro. We don't have those problems. Right. Like most men, if they if they understand things right, you will get your bag together first, bro. And then they're they're going to come because they ain't went no way anyway, bro. They, gonna they flop. right there. They gonna flop. They gonna
1: flop They do now. I bet if you didn't have any money, I bet you would have a bunch of problems in your marriage. A bunch of headaches. Bunch you of, hear me? A bunch of uh, like because a it's, whole it's, bunch. It's, it's, it's that 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 financial part is is set we ain't got to think about that ain't no stress when it comes to that ain't no stress bro i bro. I, I,
0: I get it and bro just, it's fun in my house bro we I have fun
1: it. i believe it like
0: my wife she got these people coming over there they redoing the closet and yeah she decorating this mm-hmm. and bro i just built my mom a crib in my backyard bro wow bro i like life is cool i'm cool i'm chilling mm-hmm. like i'm just i just want to spend time with my family I just want to take care of my employees, and I just want to just have a good time, bro, while yeah. I'm here. I'm just living life, bro. I'm just living life. And in, and, and in the process, until the good Lord called me home, I just want to bless some people, bro. I just want to – I want people to have the same feeling, bro. That's why mm. when you called me and we talked, I'm like, bro, I, bro, I'm like, bro, I got you, bro. Mm. Now we didn't, now we'd have had some classes, you'd have missed some classes, but I mean, that's neither hint on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. you know? See, I had, I had it all
1: wrong, bro. <laughs> what I, what I thought was, all right, okay, I'm gonna take the program, I'm a, I'm gonna put a, a woman in position. Look, you learn the game, and. But you know, some, you, people you got try. Same, some people ain't got that same Nah, no, you no, know what I'm no, saying? No, I no, want no. it bad, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, this is just a job for her, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, yeah, I attended it. Yeah. I, I wanted more than what she wanted. <laughs> I, was, I spent the money. You yeah, know what I'm saying? If you yeah. ain't really if you ain't invested into it, you ain't going to see it how I see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, facts, you know what I'm saying? facts, so, facts. I got I to gotta take a different approach. Let's go, bro. You you to miss some, how you know
0: I miss some classes? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what? I, I hit my CO, I said, what, what, where he at? What's what that? She's like, I don't know. He got, he got different. I said, all right, cool. We're going to get you straight up, Yeah, I yeah. You, then been, I got you, And um, then
1: I've been trying to find a course. I couldn't even find a course, bro. I couldn't even find a I'm like, damn, where the login at?
0: <laughs> I'm like, man, I spent this money, man. Ugh. Oh, man, you're going to be good. We're going to get you straight, bro. We're going right, to so get, get you straight. So you got to call
1: every Wednesday, Thursday?
0: so the way i uh the way i teach now is for anybody that um anybody that purchases my course this was, was crazy bro like this is how you know bro i'm i'm just different bro so for anybody that purchases my course bro i put them inside a private community right yeah this this is man this is the course most people who buy a course you get the course you don't get the person they yeah. walk away it's uh-huh. gone i i created a private community for people to be able to you know what i'm saying be like the individuals be around each other work together network right then every single month in that community, I host I host a private Q and A strategy session for that community. Now that's mm-hmm. like a thousand people in there. Yeah. And just for me to just <laughs> give back and pour, I just come in for an hour and say, "What questions y'all got? What y'all need help with in your business?" Gotcha. You. And then they just get on there, and we just we just strategize and they talk. And then here's the even cooler part: for the same people that purchase that course, bro, I have guest speakers that come into that community who making seven figures, and they give them the game on whatever industry they in and that they're expert at like real estate Mm -hmm. airbnb crypto whatever and they come in and they get them the game because you got to think i'm teaching credit so when these people go out and they get this credit they got to leverage it i don't want them to just use it Mm -hmm. most people just use credit where when you use credit you create more debt for yourself you got to pay the money back Mm -hmm. when you leverage it you create more income Mm -hmm. so i'm teaching them how to leverage it now that's just just to the people that get the course Mm -hmm. now when you look at my my higher ticket programs my mentorship programs uh I have I have two of those currently right now. I actually just finished up a third one, but the two that I'm running right now, I have a digital product uh, coaching program um, every other Wednesday. I do that class. That's a 90-minute session every other Wednesday. And then the opposite Wednesdays are there. I have a webinar coaching framework um, program that I actually teach as well where I teach people how to actually – so now that you got your digital products created – I give you that Lamborghini to actually go sell it in, because most people don't know how to actually sell the products. Yeah. And so, learning how to run a live class, workshop, webinar, that's gonna be your vehicle uh, to actually sell the actual products. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. I need all of that. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Hey, okay. Yep. You do that every. You did it once a month. So no. Nah, so every other week we do digital products, and then the opposite weeks is webinars on Wednesdays. Got you. Yep. I'm there, bro. Yeah. Come on. Tap in. Woo. Tap um, in. You from Chicago? Why did you leave Chicago? Yeah, this is, um, I think that people from Chicago understand what I'm saying. Um, Chicago is rough. Chicago is what you've heard that it is, which mm-hmm. is like, it's just a lot of robbing, stealing, and killing. And I think that I was the, I thought that I was the man, but I was the man at the top of the bottom of a hill. Mm-hmm. So I thought that I was the man because in Chicago, all my friends that I was with, I was the highest income earner. Yeah. And then I was at like a quarter, 300000 at the time. And then when I started coming to Atlanta and coming to some of these events... I'm realizing I was like, damn, I really ain't making no money. Mm. I was like, these, these not really getting it. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, they getting it. I'm like, did dude just say he made what I made in a month? He, I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I was already visiting Atlanta consistently and frequently, you know what I'm saying, for family reasons. And when I started going to these events and I'm looking at these people, I'm like, dang, dude, got, we bringing in an M, mm. two Ms, three Ms? I said, I said, oh, no, I got to have parts of that. Mm -hmm. So I I came to Atlanta because my oldest daughter had moved out here with her mom, and she'd been here for the last 11 years. So I was always coming to Atlanta two, three, four times a year anyway. And so I I said, I always wanted to move to Atlanta to get close to my daughter. So that was 99% of the reason why that other one small percentage was because when I started researching Googling, I realized that Georgia was the state. That was the hub of entrepreneurial and small businesses. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, this is gonna be good for me since I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a small business mm-hmm. owner. I said, this would be good and I could get some good support. And so when I came here, bro, and I started going to all these events and doing all of this stuff, God has just really been blessing me and been amazing because I've been around these people that now I'm in an environment where I can thrive. Mm-hmm. So I had to get out of one environment <laughs> and make a sacrifice and just go and just move to Atlanta. Like I remember I, I had I had went to an event and all October and I went home in October and I told my wife, I said, we move into Atlanta. And she was like, when I said like yesterday, mm-hmm. bro bought a house, had the house built from October to April, which was six months, moved to Atlanta. Mm. That's how serious I was. Mm-hmm. I realized that I was a big fish in a small pond in Chicago and wasn't nobody. I couldn't collaborate with nobody. I couldn't, I couldn't even compete with nobody. There was nobody that was really making that kind of money that I was making in Chicago. Yeah. And so, even if I did try to collaborate with somebody, man, man, them cats in Chicago ain't trying to hear none of that. What part you from? South side of Chicago. How'd you make it out? <clears throat> that's it. That's I ain't gonna lie. That's that actually is. A, I, I'm surprised.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Me being in like my thirties, bro. Like it was it was rough. Like I seen I seen some stuff that a kid shouldn't see. Yeah. Like people people getting killed. I seen people. I seen drugs getting dealt. I've seen guns get shot right in front of me. Like, I've seen, I've seen, bro, I've lost friends, bro. Like, you said, like, how did you make it out? I don't, bro, I was raised in the projects, bro. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, even when people look at my story, like, they got to understand, like, your current situation ain't your final destination. That ain't yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not, that's not, that's not it for you. But you, you look at the situation and you looking at what you're going through, instead of looking at what you're going through, allow you to grow through what you go through. You got to grow through that. Yes. And so for me, I I grew through everything that I went through, you know what I'm saying, being raised in the south side of Chicago, bro. And it was just like, I think that I made it out because it's my mom, bro. I'm the oldest of four. And I never really met my father, never really had a relationship with my dad at all. I met him like five or six times. And uh, from what I understand, he was a good person, but he was a drug dealer. Mm. Crazy enough business on it, right? And I heard he was good at what he do, mm. but he's, he spent a lot of time incarcerated. So I never really got to know him and establish a relationship with him so mm-hmm. i like i've never had like a conversation with my father like mm-hmm. never had a conversation like talked on the phone hey how you doing what's good who, who is this it's your dad oh what's good None. just wanted to just say hi to you and oh, okay all right. mm-hmm. it wasn't there was no substance there was no value mm-hmm. now i could i could that could have been a chipped on my shoulder right but here's the deal man people everybody have a season that has a reason in your life and people show you what to do and what not to do i just had to realize that i feel like my father was really a blessing to me and he showed me don't do bad don't deal drugs don't do nothing negative to get yourself into a bad position and he also told me don't not be there for your family if you create right, one
1: right
0: me and my kids are like best friends bro i got two daughters one son mm-hmm. we tight ban what they want give them what they need love on them support them i was just right before i left here bro i was sitting down talking to my daughter and just asking her, she's in high school, so she going through. Mm-hmm. What do you need? How can daddy help you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, she crying. I'm Bro, this is right before I left to come. She crying, and I'm telling her, I love you. I got you. I'm here to support you. Daddy going to honor you and love you for the rest of your life. Just just tell me what you need. I got you. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I got you. Let's go. Hey, tomorrow we going to go hang out at the show. We going to go spend some time. I, I was, was actually going to bring her here tonight, mm-hmm. but my youngest, because that, cause that's my oldest. So I got girl. Girl, from to be 15, boy, from to be 14. And I, we started over. We we got a four year old. It was spicy for yeah. me and the wife. See, me and my wife, we've been together going on 13 years and we're about to be married going on four years. And that's where the four year old came from. Okay, it, it was, okay, you know, we, got you, got you. so, but I was gonna bring my oldest here. And, um, but the youngest was like, you can't go with daddy without me. And so I'm like, I can't bring both of them. Yeah. They'd be acting in the form like, nah, <laughs> So. But yeah, bro, I, I made it out. I think it was just really a testament to my mom. Shout out to my mom. Mm-hmm. She raised us in the church, bro, and just taught us the right things to do. And um, Let me that's
1: because huh? um, like that's a typical story for like yeah. the, the the black man. Yep, um, it is, bro. And it's so easy to get caught up in the streets. You know, like you ain't got no guidance. You ain't got, you know. Uh, that male figure in your life—it's yeah. easy to just join a game, you facts, man. Grab facts. a gun, you facts. know what I'm saying? So, like, what what was that factor that that kept you away from that? Like, um, you could go to church, but you still got that influence. I know, homies. bro. I know you got plenty of homies that probably died with the jail, I, bro.
0: All of that. So mm. I'm gonna just be real with you. When I was like coming up, you know, eleven, twelve, thirteen, I tried to smoke, didn't like it. Yeah. Tried to drink, didn't like it. Mm. Tried to party. Really didn't like it, bro. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I liked growing up was playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And so basketball kept me away <clears> from <throat> all of that. The streets, the gangs, the violence. Mm-hmm. Like when I say it, out late, bro, I was at a recreational center shooting a basketball. And that that took me from grammar school to high school yeah. to college with a scholarship. Like I played at Southern Illinois University. I played in the Sweet 16. I, I played with some of the best people, the O.J. Mayos, the Eric Gordons, the yeah. Todd Gibson's, Like... I played with all of these cats, bro. Like you like that? Like, yeah, I played at division one. <laughs> yeah, crazy. like and so it's like that kept me mm-hmm. out of that. You know what I mean? And then my mom told me, she said, I remember at a young age, she said, I remember you was like 12, 13. She said, You came home one day and you said you wasn't gonna be friends with these two guys anymore because one of them was gangbanging and one of them was was like smoking weed or something like that. And mm-hmm. she was like, you said you just didn't like it. She said, and then you came on the next day with two new friends, and I'm still friends with these guys to this day. One name is Reggie Ball and one name is Marcus Richardson, bro. <laughs> I met them and I was like, "Cool. They like they like what I like. We like riding bikes together. We like fixing bikes. We like stereos and tech shit." Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we like playing basketball. Yeah. These my guys. But we, bro, we us three been best friends ever since then, bro. Ain't ain't never ain't bro. Yeah still like we I'm, and we was just texting the other day was like dang we was just in a text somehow how much we really love and appreciate each other for just being there because there were times when we felt like our family wasn't there but we was there for each other so you know you get into it, you have an issue and you just like hey bro pull up yeah we all had the same cause mm. can you imagine three dudes always got the same cause <laughs> we all had bonnevilles we all had the same sound system yeah. <laughs> it was just crazy bro so mm-hmm. but it was just that that was the kind of stuff like basketball and then having the right environment of friends is what Help me get out of, you know what I'm saying, the city of Chicago and not falling victim to, you know, gangbanging and drugs and stuff like that, bro. Yeah. Damn. The influence was crazy though. It was there. I believe it, bro. I mean, yeah. I I ain't
1: I, I ain't been in the hood in Chicago. I just I just yeah. hear about it and you know bro. Guys if ain't if,
0: it. if anybody Googles Riverdale, Illinois pay setters, they gonna be like, bro, you was you lived in that. Mm. <laughs> bro, it's only one way in and one way out. Yeah. Cause there's so much crime that happens in there. Mm-hmm one way in one way out so if you do a crime police like you got to come out this way got to, got to. <laughs> it's, it's right it's right next to people know this too that it's right next to the gardens people know the Argyll gardens mm-hmm. you got the pay setters you got the gardens gardens is you don't want that either bro mm. you don't want that either you don't want that <laughs> why it took you so long to leave because i was you, you got to think bro when i graduated college and going back home at that time, my mom wasn't working. Uh, my sister was on the verge of graduating. My, my, my baby sister was on the verge of graduating college. Neither one of my brothers was in school. They had dropped out when they was in like sophomores. Mm-hmm. So I came back home and I had to take care of everybody, bro. Mm-hmm. So I came back home. My daughter was born. So I had to take care of my daughter. My mom had took a buyout from Ford. She didn't she have no money. She was strapped. So I took care of my mom. I've been taking care of my mom. And then I had to take care of my siblings. So I had a two-bedroom apartment. I got the mother, my child, my mom, my brothers, everybody in there living with me, bro. Two-bedroom. And I'm just, I'm hustling. I got to make money, bro. Mm-hmm. Started off at Sprint. Had a great seven-year, 10-year there. Was making six figures. My daughter, yeah, she, she relocated with her mom. But I'm like, I got a whole career. I mm-hmm. couldn't just leave. So then at the, end, at the tail end of my career, like year five, six, I'm like, all right. It's time for me to go ahead and move to Atlanta. Right around that time, we, we, did a, we, did a, we, we bought out U.S. Sailor. So shit hit the fan, basically. Mm-hmm. Couldn't leave couldn't relocate like it wasn't it wasn't possible it was a lot going on um then after that we started to have like some issues within the company where we was going through like you know how like you know how like Sprint got bought out by T-Mobile right so we mm-hmm. started going through that kind of merger and then people were getting promotions over me that wasn't even qualified bro I was the number one store manager in the nation bro mm-hmm. think about 17,000 some stores and you got a black dude from the south side of Chicago running these stores he number one and then people getting promoted over me. I was like, heck oh nah. Mm. So then in seven years, I I leave a job for seven years and I had to go to T-Mobile before we got bought out. I go to T-Mobile because my area director had left Sprint, went to T-Mobile. And he was like, bro, I need you to come over here. He said, just text me what you want me to pay you and when you want to start. I don't care. I need you. I'm like, all right. I'm like, bro, just give me like. Cause at Sprint I was making like 105. I said, bro, just give me like 130 bro, or something like that. I'm like, I don't, don't, matter. I don't, I don't even want the money. I just want to get promoted. Yeah. Like, don't, don't shortchange <laughs> yeah. me. So I went to T-Mobile for a bigger bag. Cool. Sprint mm-hmm. tried to keep me. I can say all of this now. This Sprint gave me $10,000 on the table. Like, here, just relax, bro. Like, don't leave. Mm-hmm. I said, all right, let me get that. I ain't going nowhere. Y'all to check clear. All right, I'm about of here, y'all. It's been fun, man. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm going to T-Mobile, yo. So I went to T-Mobile, man. And... um. I was there and it's like, now I can't, now I'm like, I'm back starting over. I can't leave.
2: Yeah.
0: I am I got, I'm starting, I'm in the same career with telecommunications, but now I'm at a whole nother company. I got to remake a name for myself. Was ended up number one there after being at 90 days. Cause I took them to half of the Chicagoland network from Sprint to T-Mobile with me. They was pissed about that. They was, had lawyers on my ass, sending me cease and desist letters. It was crazy, bro. Mm. I'm, re- bro, I'm really, I'm really him, bro. Like I went to T-Mobile was number one there. And then I I realized that T-Mobile was playing the same games that Sprint was, and it got real political. And I think I'm like, I'm looking at my skin tone, like maybe this, maybe I'm too dark to get mm. get all the way up there where y'all want me at. Mm. And y'all just gonna keep giving me this little bit of money. I'm like, nah, I gotta get up out of here. So then now you gotta think, this is 2016. I'm in my entrepreneurial journey. I can't, I can't, I gotta, I gotta figure out entrepreneurship with where I got some grassroots at. I know some people. I can go to some people and say, hey, bro, like, do business with me. Like, I could try to fill myself around. I couldn't relocate at the time. So now, you are looking at somebody who took, like, the first five to six years of entrepreneurship and made sure that I could hit that mid-six figures mark. So I got myself up to a quarter million, got some money saved. I'm feeling stable. All right, now it's time we can go. That's when I started talking to the white about moving. How did you feel about, like, not making it playing basketball? Oh, like, to the league? Yeah. You know what was crazy? You put a lot of work in, yeah. But so here's the deal, bro. You have to look at sports, kind of like how I was looking at Sprinting T Mobile when I was trying to continue to go up its levels, right? Mm. So, like in my time, when I've seen this, and people who play basketball know this. You can be in, you can be in, like let's say grammar school, and you can be the man on the team. Mm. You go to high school, you ain't gonna get no playing time mm-hmm. because now you got all these people mm-hmm. and people better than you. Right, mm-hmm. or or let's just say the coach got their favorites, or mm-hmm. they already got a plan, or you got certain posit, you got certain positions, mm-hmm. and only certain people fill those positions. Then you got you go to high school, you might be the man in high school, but you go to college. So for me, I was the man in grammar school, I was the man in high school. I'm talking, I ain't come out the game ever. Mm-hmm. Then when I go to college, I had went to I had went to uh, Iowa, I went to school Iowa Iowa University, and it was like it was good. Playing time, putting up buckets, getting money. It was good. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. But I'm in Iowa. It's 5% black out there. I am uncomfortable with shit. <laughs>
2: I'm
0: like, I guess I kept calling my mom, like, Mama, I got to get out of here. I'm, a, I'm like a kid, bro. I'm like, I got to. Ain't nobody in here my color. I don't know. But the coach was just so thirsty to have me, bro. He was like, calling my mama. My mama, like, he, he nice. And he was just the most consistent and persistent coach. So mm-hmm. I, I sang, like, all right, I'm going to go there. Bro, I was there for like two, three months and I just didn't want to be there. So now I'm playing ball to keep myself mentally there. So now, now I'm calling coaches around the Illinois area. I'm like, I got to get somewhere. So Coach Lowry at Southern Illinois University. Shout out to Coach Larry, man. He picked up the phone. He's like, Look, I know who you are. I know you can ball. He said, You could come here. He said, I put you on a scholarship. I know you, you good. He said, But I already got, I already got my players, bro. Like I already, I'm good. Like are we good. Mm-hmm. He said, But if you want to come here and be a role player, he said, You come here and be a role player. You get your minutes. You come in the game. Do your job. Mm. I said, he said, yeah. now you can go anywhere else. I, I help you make some calls. I, you know, you go anywhere else and start. He said, you can probably go to East Illinois and start. Northern. He said, but if you want to come here, we said, he said, but if you want to come here, you come off the bench, you get some solid minutes. We'll roll Which I said, all right, cool. I said, coach, don't worry about that. Just get the paperwork. I'm on my way. Damn. Pulled up. Did my thing, man. Um, was there for four years. Hell of a ride, bro. I established bonds and friendships like no other with people there. And... uh to be honest with you, man, that I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. The only thing that I would change, even though I didn't make it to the league and I didn't get as much playing time as I wanted, the only thing that I would change is that I probably, to be honest with you, although I established some great relations, I wouldn't have went to college at all. Mm. Because if I had to pick college or mentorship, I'd pick mentorship. Man,
1: <laughs> people will not understand now. You
0: know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like college, you got to think, bro, when you go to college, and, and let me and before I go into that let me just kind of touch on not making it to the league how that make it didn't make I didn't feel bad bro because I realized early in my college days I realized that that probably wasn't going to happen because I realized a small percentage of people that actually do make it Yeah. and I had some I had some college teammates that a couple of them had tryouts but hell they didn't even make it and I'm like I, I'm cool with understanding knowing when, it, when, when a nigga better than me on the court yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like my boy he was a star in PG and he ain't make it I'm uh-huh. like <laughs> ain't going, they ain't going they ain't going rock with your boy. Yeah, yeah. And then and then the other another part about it is that when I graduated, my daughter was born. So I graduated in May. My daughter was born in July. I said, I'll be damned even if I go overseas. Now, I could have went overseas. Definitely had that in the bag. Yeah. But I'm like, I'll be damned if I go overseas. I'ma I'ma stay here. I'ma sacrifice my goals and dreams to give my daughter her goals and dreams. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not leaving my baby. You look, my dad was never there. I don't know him. I ain't not, I'm not doing that to my child. Mm-hmm. No, no, sir. So I I quit and gave up all of that. But when I look at college, bro, if I could do it all over again, I would have, I would have chose mentorship over college because people have to realize like when you go to college, bro, people don't understand that college is a cycle and they feel like they went to college and they may have one degree, two degrees, masters, they got more degrees than the thermometer. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that they're not making money. And the reason why you're not making money is because college did exactly what it was supposed to do for you, even though you think that it failed you. No, it didn't fail. It didn't fail you. It is a system that is designed to have you learn it from people that can only teach you so much because they only know so much. Mm-hmm. You learn from a professor that's making 30, 40, 50,000, maybe 60, maybe $70,000 a year, maybe. He can't teach you about business, entrepreneurship. He can't teach you how to make the, his salary that he makes $70,000 a year. He can't teach you how to make that a month, mm-hmm. a week, mm-hmm. and a day. You need a mentor. You need somebody that actually has put together a system, is running a business successfully. To show you how to make that kind of money mm-hmm. so guess what you did you got all of those degrees you spent all of those hundreds of thousand dollars at college you graduated with a shit ton of debt and you are working to pay the debt off to pay your bills until you figure something out
1: that's crazy when
0: you when you could have just got a mentor <laughs> until you figure something out i thought yeah. college was the way out <laughs> no college college is the way into debt mm-hmm. it's the way into the lifestyle that the government wants you that's it's a trick bag bro yeah like I I did it and, I, and thank God I had a scholarship, but it was like, I graduated and I was just like, mm. what the hell I'm gonna do? Mm-hmm. What I'm gonna do? Luckily for me, I started at Sprint and I went shits on them and I, I was able to get commissions, you yes. know what I'm saying? And I was able to work my way up. But it was just like, for most people, that's not, that's not real, that's not reality. They like, all right, I got a psychology degree. Now what I'm gonna do? You looking yeah. around for jobs, you you're applying for jobs. Then let's say you land one, they say 60,000. Boy, after they get done with you, after, after they get done with you, you like, dang! I really only bring home seventeen fifty every two weeks. Mm-hmm. You rent fifteen hundred. You got two kids. I couldn't even imagine coming off that, bro. That ain't cool.
1: Nothing, nothing against the people that that, that that's making that type of money, but yeah,
0: nah. I'm I'm way past that. Nah, way yeah. past. Yeah, that. yeah. Like, it's like it's like I kind of feel like. I feel like for me, like the lower level from an income perspective, a person should be making about a good worst case scenario about a good ten thousand a week. That's where people should be having like your thermometer should be at about ten thousand a week. If you can't, if you ain't doing ten thousand a week. And worst case, worst case scenario, at least a thousand a day, which is seven thousand dollars a week, mm-hmm. you should be floating right around that four or five hundred grand a year type number. That's that's when you're gonna be able to be comfortable with life. You're gonna be able to buy some of the stuff that you always wanted, get your kids some stuff that they wanted, and you'll be in a position where you'll have more money than you got month. Because most people got more month than they got money. Mm-hmm. They, the, <laughs> it's like it's like you looking up, you like, God damn, I got two checks. And you, your money gone, and then you still got 10 days left at the end of the month, and you can't wait till the first of the month here. Yeah, yeah. That is the worst to mm-hmm. tell your kids wait till Friday or wait till and they you you keep saying t- you've been telling them that for the last three months. Nah, bro. And you gotta think, bro, it's people that gotta work a whole year for that money. That means that you gotta make 60k work for Christmas, Thanksgiving. And it's like, bro, like I'm just I just want people to just listen to what I'm saying. Bro, you you gotta bring that gift out of you that God put in you. Don't settle for just the job. Like, you here's the crazy part about job it's like being in a bad relationship forever. You know you don't like the job, mm-hmm. you know you don't like none of the people there, you hate your supervisors. They don't even like you. You don't like the pay. You know you underpaid, you overworked, and you stuck. And you steadily going there every single day. I don't understand why. And you know that, that you got a gift inside of you. And if you just if you just willing to take some risk and you willing to bet on yourself and and figure and see what's on the other side of the hill, you may just be all right. But most people, it's like they crazy as hell. They rather live their known hills than than go out to their unknown heavens. Make it make sense, bro. No, that was a bar. (laughs) That was a bar. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Mm. Like, why would you already know what you're living in? You don't like it. That's hell. Hell Mm -hmm. on earth. Mm -hmm. Why would, why would you not take some risks and sacrifices, Mm. and go out to your unknown heavens? Mm. God got a plan for you, man. I just decided to pursue the plan that He got for me. You feel me? That was dope, man. Dope story. <laughs> hey, bro, I'm just here it, to get you it. Just real. motivated
1: me, man. For hope. sure. It just motivated me. For sure. Whew. I
0: don't know what else I got for you. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else I got for you. Hey.
1: Over. I usually have done like 50 minutes.
0: Hey, man, listen, man. I'm. I'm I w- can I give the people a gift?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Looking at camera right there. Buddy. Okay.
0: All right. Cool. Look, this is what I'm gonna do, man. Um, for everybody that's watching this, all y'all got to do is let me think. Let me think. What I'm gonna do? Let me, let me, I'm trying to think. What can I'm gonna do? Mm. they can text Metro 2 to 41372 and I'm going to give everybody all your listeners I'm going to give them a free copy of my Metro 2 ebook and then I'm even going to host a free live classroom where I'm going to break down the book step by step I'm going to show them how to get their credit together put that together get a 700 credit score get a 100k credit and I'm going to show them how to, make a, how to make six figures before the year end bro I got you <laughs> And I'm, a, and I'm gonna double check and make sure I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna make sure everything on point make sure that that's right for the people cuz I don't want to get them no mixed leading them in the wrong information. Make sure I get them the right information. So you get you 100k by the end
1: of the year. Man. Hey man,
0: listen. All right, man. We we going we going we going to help the people, you hear me? <laughs> we are going to help the people for sure. Yup, that number was right. Text Metro2 to 41372. I'm gonna get them the free Metro2 ebook. That's for free. That's on me, bro. And then they're going right underneath that in that same text they're going to get a link. You're going to get a text mm-hmm. back. It's going to be a link with the free book. And it's going to be a link where you can register for the class. I got y'all. Working. You hear me? Got you. <laughs> man,
1: I appreciate you too, man. Listen, this is going to be my mentor. Uh, oh, I, you already know. I, I want to call you, but I was like, nah, I can't call him. I ain't took the courses. <laughs> <laughs> but I look like calling this man. I, ain't, I, ain't, I got to watch this shit first. I got to call him a question. So yeah, yeah. be looking for my call, man. I got you, bro. But it's been another great episode of Rich Unemployed. Uh, number one podcast in the world. Until next time, we out.